0: Jennifer, is that you? Melody? (laughs) I haven't seen you in so long. How have you been? I'm good. How have you been? I'm good. I got a job. I know. (laughs)
1: Melody finally got the job that she was holding out for because she's amazing and she should have always known.
0: Uh, But we have to keep me humble somehow. So.
1: No. I okay. like you arrogant and just a dick out always.
0: <laughs> okay. I'll put that on my next resume. <laughs> yeah. right one again. There you go. What What makes you stand out from other prospects? Well, I'm arrogant. My dick's always out. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In fact, you need to just helicopter your dick as you're walking into the room for the interview.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. With a tassel on it.
1: Yes. There yeah. you go. We're figuring it out.
0: I got this. (laughs) How have you been?
1: I've been okay. (laughs) But I do have. So, week has been kind of bad, but tomorrow I'm going to see Savannah's new kitten, my little nephew, Cooper. And then we're going to um, a Seattle Reign game, which, if you are unaware, Seattle Reign is the women's soccer slash football league Um, in Seattle. They also are, like, third in the country. They're playing their rivals Portland tomorrow. And some of the players are even on, like, the World Cup, like, brackets. Like, they're that good. So, Uh So this yeah. is this
0: is not to be confused with heavy rain. No, no, no. This is, like, this is like,
1: this is like Beyonce's crown rain. Yeah. But also, if they had called themselves the Seattle rain, I would have loved it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I'm excited about that. So kittens and football. Oh, that's going to be
0: great. What, a what good about day. you? What about you? Um, other than the job thing, I'm good. I've got about a week until I start, so I'm just, like, gearing up for that, being really excited, and, like, not feeling guilty about any of my time that I waste anymore. (laughs) Yeah, there you go! (laughs) Um, but tomorrow I actually, um, volunteered, because, like, someone, someone called me and asked if I was interested to be a PA for the 48-hour film project that's going on in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. We're, um... Basically, you have 48 hours to write, film, edit, and get in a four to seven-minute short film. Um, so I'm gonna be going tomorrow during shooting and just helping out with like you know PA stuff and um, trying to let them get through the process as smoothly and as quickly as they can. Um, and I'm I'm really excited for it because like i I've, I've I've been wanting to do some PA stuff, but I haven't been able to. Uh, get on a project yet, and I mm-hmm. feel like this would be, like, a really nice um, way to do it because, you know, it's a it's a volunteer opportunity, so it's it's going to be one of those things where it's not as strict, I don't think, but at the same time, we're also going to probably be very busy. Yeah. Um, just because, like, we have such a time crunch to get this done. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited for it, and, and it's funny because I, I already know one of the actors who's going to be there because, um... We met him at the People Store mixer thing. Like I had oh. his business card and everything, and he's gonna—he's actually part of the group. And I was like, "Oh my god!" So yeah, it's—it's it's funny how small the film community can be. Mm-hmm. Like they say that, but then like you don't know until you're doing it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But um, yeah, I but I'm really excited. Um, yeah, that's on the agenda. I'm so excited for
1: you. You're getting your foot in the door, girl.
0: Yeah, girl. So okay. E3 happened, as it does every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I guess if you don't know, that's like the video game shit. It's, <laughs> the, big, it's the big video game expo they have every year.
1: We're very expansive it's... and informative on this podcast. Yeah,
0: I got this. I mean, Google it. God, Google's still free. Take advantage of it while you can. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so I... This was... Okay, This was actually the first E3 I got to basically watch live the majority of it, because I would usually be at work with no Wi-Fi, a a thing that will no longer be an issue in my future, one hopes. But I don't know. I have to say, like, as far as the presentations themselves were, I wasn't really impressed. But there's still, like, a lot of games coming out that I'm excited for. And I guess that's just because, like, they had released so much information about so many things beforehand. Yeah. So, yeah, but I'm excited for a lot of things.
1: <laughs> I feel like the same thing happens with E3 that happens with PAX for me, and that's part of the reason why I haven't been at PAX the past couple of years, where we kind of don't know how to, like, bury the lead. We get too excited and, like, just release all of this information, like, too soon. And there are certain games, like Kingdom Hearts 3, that we've been waiting, like, years for that it's nice to finally have you know more information about but then there's other games that uh you know Nintendo or Sony or Xbox were coming out with that we already kind of knew about or we assumed were going to be a thing um so it wasn't it wasn't as exciting to see it but there were a lot of titles that I think were a little bit smaller that I'm happy to know they're coming out officially or they have come out Um, yeah, I think, I don't know, overall, I'm just excited about the games, and I don't really expect too much for the presentations, because they're usually kind of cheesy anyway.
0: I'm still, I guess I'm, like, for me personally, I'm still living at that time when Kingdom Hearts 3 and the Final Fantasy 7 remake were announced all in the same time, like, I'm Mm -hmm. still there, I'm just like, I've already lived through the best (laughs) E3. Yeah, I mean, honestly. (laughs) So,
1: these are some titles. A couple of them didn't necessarily get announced with the E3 presentations, but they got announced alongside the expo. Um, And then, there's some stuff with Nintendo that I'm excited about, but it's not game related. Uh, So, first up, there was a trailer circulating for Little Dragons Cafe, which Mm -hmm. basically looks like Fantasy Life. It looks like if you played all of the parts of Fantasy Life only as the cooking guild. And that makes me happy because I started with the cooking guild in Fantasy Life and then I eventually was like, I'm gonna master everything! Ah, it's so cute! And you feed your little dragon and you got a dragon and I'm just very excited about it. There's just so much adorableness about it and I've definitely noticed that there are certain titles that are like, my aesthetic? But surprisingly for me, things like Fantasy Life and Ever Oasis and Little Dragon's Cafe, I just like, the second that it gets released as a trailer, I'm just like, I have to have it now. I don't care what it's about. Like, I could be like murdering babies, but I'm like, look how cute I am. Like, it just doesn't matter to me.
0: Another another title that fits in with that that I'm really excited for is Tunic. Isn't that the one mm-hmm. from Old Fox?
1: That's on my list, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited about Tunic. Tunic is definitely a very different art style, but I'm still very excited about that. So, um, Kingdom Hearts 3 is (laughs) just perfect, as we know. Um, I don't give a fuck about Frozen. I'll never watch the movie. I just can't give any less of a fuck about it. But I am so excited to see Frozen in this game. I'm also just excited about all the Pixar stuff in general. I'm Mm -hmm. also incredibly excited about Pirates. Pirates.
0: Yes. I'm so ready for pirates. Can I just have an entire Pirates Kingdom Hearts game? I, like, I don't... Okay, I'm sitting here going, Okay. Guys, do you want to know how you can maximize this pirate return? Not only should you have Pirates of the Caribbean in this game... You should have Treasure Planet. And it has nothing <laughs> to do with the fact that I am on a Treasure Planet kick right now, and also, like, remembered that I still have a crush on John Silver since I was 15. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm just throwing it out there that Treasure mm-hmm, Planet mm-hmm. should fucking be in Kingdom Hearts 3. And if it's not, I will riot. You've done everything else to please me. <laughs> what if this one thing isn't there? <laughs> selfish <laughs> I know I know it's only because I'm thirsty right now yeah and I'm trying to cope with this god it's all, that's the only reason but yeah I'm really excited about I, I am excited to see Frozen because um, for me like I've watched the movie um and you know I, it, it was fun I enjoyed it I agree that like I got like super fucking tired of it when everybody else got tired of it but mm-hmm. on the flip side, I was also, like, really fucking tired of Finding Nemo when it first came out. Because everyone went apeshit over, like, Finding Nemo. And so, like, I couldn't watch that movie for several years. Oh, that's funny. Because, like, I was, like... Because everyone in middle school was just, like, insane over it. So, I'm, I'm just kind of, like...
1: Yeah, I was cool. one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: It's cool. It's cool. But, um yeah I'm excited for frozen I'm excited for Price of the Caribbean being in it and what was the other trailer that was in it there's something else that was announced too
1: did they have tangled I feel like I'm imagining tangled was in it
0: um well we, yeah we we saw a little bit more of tangled we've known about that for a while we saw a little bit I more didn't
1: of but I also don't Olympus. know anything about tangled
0: oh yeah yeah okay. it was in it. it it's been in there for a little bit
1: mm.
0: yeah. But I think there was something else announced. I don't know what it was now. They're It'll come just, to you. <laughs> now there's just so much Kingdom Hearts information. I'm just like.
1: <gasps> yeah, it's also, hard to keep up.
0: the fact that they, they finally showed Kyrie and she's there with Axel. And I'm like. Ah!
1: Do not talk to me about this right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, and also being Xehanorted, I'm like, oh my god, I'm, like, freaking out and dying. Like, this is so my brand, and I, mm-hmm. but I'm also really scared, but it's also my brand. So like, <laughs> what am I gonna do? I'm so conflicted. Uh. And I don't know how that fucking happened. This is gonna be crazy. This is gonna just gonna be a crazy-ass game. I'm so excited. Yee.
1: Aside from that, even though we could do an entire episode on Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> mm. um, I liked what I saw for Octopath Traveler, Babylon's Fall, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Jump Force. Mm. We yes, Happy Fuse.
0: i so for, yeah, so so for Jump Force. Yeah, I'm so
1: ready yeah. for Jump Force. I'm going to be the biggest fucking weeb with that. Uh, we Happy Fuse finally coming out of beta, which I'm so ready for. Um, I didn't even
0: know about that game until until the trailer happened and I was like, "What is this beautiful yeah. thing?"
1: It's been out for a while, but its problem was that it lacked a lot of story, even though oh, they were yeah. supposed to have it. And so, or at least it was it was advertised like there was going to be a lot of story to it. And so then the beta just kind of flopped sort of for a little while, and then they really kind of like took a step back and gave a lot more. And so, yeah, I'm ready I'm ready to play it out of beta with the full experience. Um, The Cuphead DLC looks great. I'm always for Cuphead stuff. Cyberpunk 2077 looked really fucking cool.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Fallout 76 I'm ready for.
0: So I have a a funny thing about Fallout
1: 76. It's not really that funny. Okay. But...
0: I like I don't I don't know if I personally will play that game, but I will always look fondly at it because all all of the Mackle boys are I think from West Virginia, mm-hmm. and they make fun of Tom, Todd Howard all the time. Mm-hmm. So now they're like Todd Howard nuked our hometown <laughs> <laughs> and all this stuff, and then. And then they were making all these jokes about it, but then the the song, like, Take Me Home, Country Roads, came yeah. on, they're like, Oh my god, it's our national anthem, <laughs> and they're, like, freaking out.
1: God. That's amazing. <laughs>
0: so I will always delight in the fact that now they're, like... I mean, I think they were excited for it anyway, especially because, like, it's the character creator, and they do all the... Um, the Monster Factory stuff. Yeah. So that's
1: just gonna be <laughs> so much fun. God. Um, Gears 5 looked interesting. I'll see if I'm interested in playing it. Um, but, like, I liked what the trailer was showing. I just, I'm always, like, really lazy about eventually playing Gears games, but I fucking love that series. Um, Near Automa Autotoma- Automatic I'm a mama mama. Something like that. Onomatopoeia. That one. (laughs) That one right there. Um, That one I have no reference for, but I love the art style. The combat looked cool, and apparently when it was on PlayStation, it was, like, fucking great, so I'm ready to get to play it. Yeah, I've been wanting
0: that game for a long time, but they won't fucking bring it down at GameStop, and I'm like, I am a person with limited funds. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: Ori and the Will of Wisps. Looks yeah. so precious. Ori in the Blind Forest was one of my favorite games from like a few years ago, so I'm just ready for this. Yeah, uh, I'm excited for that, And then too. we mentioned Tunic, but Tunic so funny story about Tunic, really quickly. I was watching the E3 showcase with all of my coworkers. And we're all in a room together talking shit, watching these trailers, and then Tunic appears. And everybody's talking shit about this little fox. So are like, what is this little fox gonna do? Little fox can't do shit. Blah blah blah. We're all talking shit. We're being assholes. And then he puts on his little outfit, his tunic if you will, and then we were like, what's he doing dressing like Zelda? He think he link. What's he doing? What's he doing? And then he starts like, they do the little gameplay, and then everybody in the room got really quiet. And then someone in the back of the room goes, okay, but this looks really cute, though. <laughs> and we were just, like, all sold on it after, like, <laughs> after probably about two and a half minutes of talking straight shit about that game, we were all sold. And I just, I loved it. It was such a great moment where we just, like, got all really quiet and we're, like, staring at it like, this is great. This is everything. <laughs> um... The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit I'm really excited for because I really like Don't Nod, and um, Life is Strange was a really... Life is Strange is something I'm conflicted about because I really, really love that series, but they keep telling the story story backwards, and it kind of feels pointless mm. because we know what happens, <laughs> so it's like <laughs> you, it doesn't change anything, and so I don't know. It's... um. But this looks like it's really cute, because it's like, I'm a little boy that loves superheroes, and he looks adorable, and I want to help him be a superhero. And then The Last of Us 2 looked so good.
0: (sighs) Can we please talk about The Last of Us Part 2 right now? Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. So, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, Melody rented The Last of Us... On the PS4. Was it the PS4? It might have been the PS3 at the time. Three. I played not a lot of it, but I enjoyed what I did play, and I pretty much got up to the point where they introduced the um, clickers or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those things are and, f- yeah, you Yeah, and up. I was like, ah, and then I had to <laughs> give it back. So... <laughs> You need to finish it. I do, because, like, I mean, the soundtrack's awesome, the characters are awesome, I just Mm -hmm. need to, like, woman up, and get it, and Mm -hmm. do it, especially since, like, (sighs) so I've known about, like, Ellie being gay, and that's awesome, but then they were just like, yeah, she's fucking gay, and she's fucking kick-ass, and they launched into the game, like, the gameplay for her, and it, ugh, I was feeling so many ways, because that shit was so smooth, Mm -hmm. and just oh amazing and I'm like Ellie's doing what I would do because like she's like killing people and being like motherfucker and I'm like Ugh! yeah this is so this is so real and yes I am so excited
1: I also love that like she hasn't lost that because when she's a kid in the first game she's very much that person as well like mm-hmm. uh, I mean
0: she gets it like we're here now. Like, there's some creepy shit happening. Like, we we ain't gonna be asking no questions. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Like,
0: if someone comes at us, we deal with this, and we move on. God, yeah. I identify with that message very strongly. (laughs) I loved Ellie, and
1: I, God, yeah, I'm really, I'm, I'm just excited. I'm so excited.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I think, I think, honestly, like, (laughs) Like, excitement for Kingdom Hearts 3 aside. I think, I think The Last of Us Part 2 was the trailer I got, like, amped up for the most. Like, my heart was racing the entire time because it was just so intense. hmm
1: That one in Shadow of the Tomb Raider, getting to see the combat in that is, like, the stealth combat is really fucking cool. hmm I felt the same way. Um, Hollow Knight is on Nintendo Switch, which means I'm about to get that shit and play it! Yeah. I'm so excited. It's so fucking cute. Um... And then the only other two things I could remember when I was making this list, so I'm sure when Melody goes through her list of things I left out, I'll go, oh, fuck yeah, that. Death Stranding
0: oh my God, is Andy. the game
1: where no one knows what's happening, but everybody wants to play it. I just, like, <laughs> yep. it's so fucking weird. I'm so ready like, for it.
0: for me, I hate this about myself, but, like, I was kind of just kind of like, ah, Whatever. Until it wasn't even like this E3, I think it was maybe last E3 when they played the trailer with Moss Mickelson in it. That's mm-hmm. when I wanted to play it. God. So I'm vain, and I admit that.
1: Uh huh. So. Mm-hmm. My final thing. All right, I feel like I need to preface this with Nintendo can catch all 10 of these fingers, the front of my palms, the back of my hands my wrists, all the way down to my elbows. They can catch all of it because I don't understand why they feel the need to just pretend like Animal Crossing is not coming to the Switch. I don't... (laughs) (laughs) I knew this was coming. I don't know why you gotta act like you haven't been developing this since before we even knew the Switch was a thing. I don't know why you gotta keep coming up with all these DLC and these side ass games like that's supposed to quell me and experimenting with all these fun things that you've been doing with all these DLC and these side games letting me know what the fuck is up and what to expect in the next Animal Crossing game and then not announce anything for the Switch but I'm gonna let you have this one because despite the fact That your Nintendo Direct was 45 minutes of Smash Brothers and 15 minutes of some, like, weird-ass, like, glimpses of other games. You did some things I'm excited about. (laughs) And I'm a fucking sucker. And I'm still gonna buy this shit, regardless of how I feel right now. So... First of all, I like Smash. I know Smash is not for everybody. It's mostly like you get the competitive players that are the most excited about Smash. Mm -hmm. I probably won't get Smash unless a lot of people are playing. I got Smash for the Wii U and the 3DS and I loved it. Played it a lot with some friends at work. That Smash looked great. I get it. I get
0: it. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: There's some other shit I don't really care about. Uh, Hollow Knight, I'm excited that that's on the Switch. I'm glad that some games are getting ported to the Switch, even.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I saw, because I think it was for Nintendo. I think it was in that little montage they had.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Where I think they're getting a um, super special, aw- awesome version of The World Ends With E, which I've always wanted yeah. to play. So I'm like, yes!
1: Yeah. So I'm excited for that. There's some stuff that it looks like it's going to be bomb- I get it, Nintendo. I get it, Reggie. I get it. However, the one thing that they did that stood out to me above all else that I'm still fucking excited about because the potential, and if you don't use this shit in the Animal Crossing game for the Switch that I know that you're developing, something that they did during the Mario Party sequence was you could put two Switches down on the fucking table Next to each other. Swipe your finger across the screens. And it becomes a bigger board. What? That shit was so cool. And I... (laughs) Excuse me. And I... I... This is the thing that Nintendo always does. And there's either people that are like... You get the Sony and the Xbox fanboys. They're like, that ain't shit, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, your fave could never, though. Because Nintendo continues to be the most innovative with their hardware than any developer. Mm-hmm. And I fucking love it. I love it. It is good. It is good. It is great. And if they continue to do things like that with the Switch, that opens up so many doors for other cool shit they could do for other games, like an Animal Crossing for the Switch. Just give me a fucking Animal
0: Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> So okay, get off the ledge. Get off the ledge. I need to get you back here.
1: Someone said that New Leaf
0: is six years old the other day, and I was like,
1: we are getting into Kingdom Hearts territory right now, and I need you to just give me a fucking switch Animal Crossing. <laughs> I don't understand.
0: Oh, well, Jennifer, don't worry. By this point, I've kind of accepted that the Final Fantasy VII remake announcement was a pipe dream. Right. Because I because haven't said jack shit about anything else since they announced it. That's Square Enix though. Like Square Enix is an abusive partner. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. they're such an abusive relationship because like they give you what you want. They give you like and it's not even what you want. It's like one of the best experiences of your life. But then they neglect you. They don't talk to you. Mm -hmm. They get your hopes up. They call you names behind your back. Girl, tell that. They just they just treat you like shit for years and then they'll just drop off and like deliver again that ultimate experience so you'll remember why you love them and you'll stay and then they'll do the whole shit over again Mm -hmm. and it's an endless cycle (laughs)
1: trash listeners it's your girls ariel and jennifer we're the hosts of a little podcast called within walking distance that's right wwd is a podcast between two long distance best friends who take a walk through their town and talk about news and trends and just catch up on life and we even have an instagram galley for each adventure interested you can find us on most major podcast providers now hope you listen to the latest episode of within walking distance now back to your regularly scheduled
0: programming. So, I, again, I have no point of reference for this or anything. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to play the other games, but I haven't for some reason. I don't know why. I guess because, like, they just weren't priority. Mm -hmm. But I'm excited for Devil May Cry 5. Oh, yeah. it's It's really made me want to go back and play the other ones, or at least, like, if not play them, then just watch Let's Play and catch up. And then just be like, yeah, I'm here now what's up, what's good. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm very excited for Devil May Cry 5. I'm excited for everyone that I know who's really excited for it, because they're really big fans. Um, Another one that I... I am really... really intrigued by, because it looked so gorgeous, and I think it'd be, like, my brand of game as well. Um, But Ghost of Tsushima... Oh I'm yeah, I forgot about very, that. I'm very keyed up for that game. I keep thinking about it. And I hope it's as good as I think it is. <laughs> <As> <laughs> I want to believe that it is, but I think it I think it will be. Mm-hmm. But um ugh, it was just it was just it was really pretty and it's in Japan and I think it's I think it's supposed to be about like a samurai becomes a ninja and it's like all this cool shit. It's like a stealth game, like I'm here for it. It's my brand. Mm-hmm. I want it. Um, I am I'm glad that E3 reminded me that Wolfenstein exists. Oh yeah. Because I've never played any of the games because I guess I didn't realize what they were. I didn't know they were about killing Nazis so I clearly need to go back Mm -hmm. (laughs) and play the other games so thank you E3 (laughs) for that reminder (laughs) much appreciated Um, I am also really intrigued by The Quiet Man I know we didn't really see a lot about it, but having a uh, deaf protagonist do, like, some combat shit is pretty much what it was. Mm-hmm. But I think it'll be a really cool game. At least I hope it will. Yeah. So I'm just going to keep my eye on it because, yes. Um, I mean, we already knew this was coming out, but I was so happy to see, like, more scenes and gameplay from the Spider-Man game that's going to come out yes yes it looks so good and I mean like it already looked good but you can even tell they've made like even more improvements with the like Spider-Man like swinging around Mm -hmm. and doing his spider shit like it just looks so smooth and so good and like I don't know about you, but I always really like the other Spider-Man games. Like, sometimes there would just be times when I would just, like, swing through the city. I wouldn't even do anything. I would just, like, just go and, like, bounce off buildings and do all this other shit. It was therapeutic for yeah. me. Yeah. I'm not sure why, but... It can be <laughs> it good. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And um, I'm really excited to see, like, who all, like, villain-wise is in Spider-Man. Like, who all's gonna be there, who's all gonna show up. If I'm going to be attracted to anybody, I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> Thank you, Tom Clancy, for coming out with The Division 2 and reminding me I still haven't played The Division 1. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so so good. I just need to play the first game. I'm excited for the Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee games. Okay. And I, yeah, I forgot
1: about that. Huh? Sorry, Nintendo. You yeah. didn't give me
0: that. I like that they're like incorporating Pokemon Go in with it, because mm-hmm. it's genius. Um, especially since now they just unveiled like you can add friends on Pokemon Go and like trade and give gifts to people, and I'm just like, this is what I've been waiting for. Yeah. So now I'm playing Pokemon Go again, <laughs> and it's great.
1: I need to actually like boot it up and play it as well. Um, it's been mm-hmm. a hot, hot minute.
0: Yeah, it has been for me too. I, I I really miss like those first three months it was out and the world was actually happy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I miss that so much. So long ago. <laughs> I am also incredibly, incredibly uh, excited for Assassin's Creed Odyssey <laughs> because it looks just as gorgeous as Assassin's Creed Origin is and they're finally like, bitch, you can play as a female assassin and it's a real game and it's awesome and and we get like dialogue options for character and like actual choices that will affect the rest of the game because like I don't think they've ever done that for an Assassin's Creed game and that's super excited for me, and they're pretty much like, oh yeah, and your your sexuality for, like, either a male or female character can go whatever way you want it to go, and I'm just like, that's pretty baller. Yeah. I'm excited for this. And plus, it's, like, Grease. I love (laughs) (laughs) Grease. Grease and, well, no, I think it's just Grease. Yeah, it is just Grease, but I'm very excited for that one. I don't even know if I'm gonna, like, who I'm gonna play as first. I don't know if I'll be, like, female assassin or like the male assassin yet Hmm. because they both look like eye candy and great characters. So I'm just kind of like, Oh no, (laughs) 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 this is going to be hard. Um, and I've never played the first game. I don't know anything about it, but I really, really enjoyed watching the trailer for beyond good and evil Two. It looked crazy. I don't know if I remember that one. Um, there was a lot of stuff that went on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch it later. I'll watch it later. I'll watch it later. Go watch it later. But, like, the cast is really diverse. I think there's, like, not only for, like, human characters, but, like, alien characters. Mm-hmm. Shit looked crazy, and it looked cool. Um, and there's apparently some shit going down with this girl who came back, and she's evil now. And everyone was like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I don't know what's going on either! <laughs> so I'm glad we're all on the same page. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so, I think it'll be good. And I think that's all for my list. Like, pretty much just about everything you listed I was into. Um, that's all I can remember anyway. So, I mean, there's a good... There's Like I said, like, the the like presentations weren't super fun.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I guess, like, exciting, I guess, but the... The game's really cool, and we got a lot to look forward to, and I'm excited. I'm actually surprised they didn't, uh, play anything else for, like, the Spyro remaster they're about to come out with. Yeah. But I guess because it's so, it's gonna be so soon, maybe not. But, yeah. Yeah. E3's cool. I like seeing people do stuff and create stuff.
1: Me too. Some music things that have come up, I kind of like retroactively went back to watch the Billboard's Awards stuff um, back when it happened a couple weeks ago or whatever, Mm. and if you haven't seen Kelly Clarkson's like opening medley, it was great. It was so much fun. She did so many mashups and different styles and stuff, and like Kelly Clarkson continues to be... One of the best performers, like, just hands down. Mm-hmm. She's so fucking good. So, yeah, you should watch that. It's great. I really got into. Oh my goodness! <sighs> um, so, there's a band that, like, I've kind of seen people talk about, but I never really, like, looked into to find out who they were talking about. Uh, but they. So, I think you say it, hi, because it's their last name, and it's H-A-I-M, is how you spell it. Mm-hmm. And it's these three sisters, and they are so good. They're so good. I have so much fun listening to them, and their music videos are so fun. And there's two songs that I like a lot by them that I keep listening to, and it's I Want You Back and then Little of Your Love. Like, I like all other songs, but those two I keep playing when I just need, like, an upper and they're really good. So now I'm going to probably get all their stuff if they have all of the stuff. I think they probably have like one full album. But I'm going to find all their stuff. I'm going to get it all
0: because it's good. Well, Beyonce and Jay Z came out with their dual album. Yeah, I haven't listened I to haven't it not But I haven't listened to it yet either. But I'm just like, God damn it, Beyonce. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's the only person that can literally
1: just be like silent in the night, drop an album, and then it just like, everybody freaks the fuck out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for that one.
1: Yeah. It's on Spotify I, I think. I haven't listened to it
0: yet. Oh, it yeah, is? Yeah, I think it is. Oh, good. Um, yeah, I'll have to plug it in and go to town. Yep. Yeah, I haven't really been listening to a lot of music. I've just been, um, listening to the same old stuff I, that I've been listening to, like, recently. I've become really, really, really obsessed with the song and music video, for All the Stars. I just keep watching that over and over and over again because it's gorgeous and I love it. And then I stayed up until 2 a.m. last night just listening to Griffin McElroy's like the Adventure Zone soundtrack because I was so nostalgic. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's a reason for that. Their, um Their comic book for uh, the first arc of that, Here There Be goblins is about to come mm-hmm. out this coming up month. So I'm, I was just, like, in my feels. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, like, wrote about it. And I was just like, oh, let me just go back and listen to all this and remember. And, yeah. But, yeah, as far as, like, music, I haven't really done anything lately.
1: Yeah. The only other things are I have seen a couple of movies One of them was, I just recently saw Sicario, the first one. um, And it was kind of in preparation for the fact that Sicario 2 is out, and I'm going to see that tonight. Um, And it's very fucking good. I, so it's really good because it's basically about the drug cartels and like different parts Mm -hmm. of Mexico and all that stuff. But I feel like years ago, when I saw Emily Blunt in Devil Wears Prada, she was fucking hysterical. I loved her. Whatever. And then I didn't see her again for a while, and it was probably just, like, the movies I was, like, picking up she just happened to not be in or something.
0: hmm
1: But the last, like, six or seven years that I've been seeing her just, like, randomly crop up and stuff, like The Edge of Tomorrow and the Quiet Place and then Sicario, she's been fucking killing it. Mm-hmm. And she is, like, easily one of my favorite actresses, like, of yeah. all time. She's, she's really smart yeah. about her stuff. Um, so, yeah, Sicario was really good. Uh, it's, I need to watch it a second time, because there were a couple of, like, times where I was just like, I don't understand why these characters are confused by this. But then, like, I would talk to Trip, and he's like, well, I just watched it a second time watching it with me. And he basically was like, this is what I think these motivations are. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I think I need to watch it a second time. But I still really loved it. Um, Sicario 2 kind of seems like it's more more just like high energy action movie. And not mm-hmm. like FBI plus other you know, agencies try to take down a drug cartel. <laughs> so um, it's going to probably be totally different. But I'm still looking forward to it because I really appreciated what the first one did. So, and then Solo, I saw Solo, and I loved it. It was so. Yes! Much fun. I knew I was gonna love it. I knew it was gonna be a lot of fun. But it did all the stuff I wanted it to. Like it gave me quality, like Lando and Han, like relationship stuff. It showed him releasing Chewie out of slavery. Chewie got to release his brethren out of slavery. Like there was it did basically everything I wanted it to and it was really fun and it was really funny and I mean I still don't personally care for the actor that played Han but I also don't I never hated him or anything I was just like alright that's probably not who I would have like chosen but like he was fine he was funny he did the role that I wanted him to he had Mm -hmm. like you could tell he was doing some of the Han mannerisms really well and so I was like I was about it and (sighs) Donald Glover as Lando was everything (laughs) It was so good. I fucking loved it. I I just really loved it. I enjoyed it. And also Darth Maul at the end melody.
0: (gasps) I I like screamed and grabbed Liz's arm and I'm like, My husband is here And he's actually getting to speak. (laughs) Yes (laughs) because the Phantom Menace Phantom
1: Menace straight up just like fucked that character over. (sighs)
0: So, okay, okay, so can I, can I, can I talk about, I mean, talk about Solo, hang on a second, I need need to talk about Solo. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Go, Vanessa, I need to talk about Solo. So, (laughs) So, I think about an hour into it, I realized how much I was smiling Mm -hmm. the whole time, and just, like, having a blast with it. Yeah. And, like, there wasn't a single character that I felt didn't need to be there. You know, like I loved everyone that was introduced. Like, maybe, maybe even the weakest character for me was like Dryden Vos. but he even made up for it with his like hella good cape that he was wearing. Yeah, <laughs> and like, and like the the like blade thing he was doing, yeah, that was cool. I liked that. But um, but yeah, I loved, um, I loved Han in it. I like the scene with him. Being in the infantry was so good. God, <laughs> like, it, was, it was so funny, and and it made me really want to have, like you know, because you know, if we if we see stuff from like the Empire's point of view, it's usually from either like the Sith or the officers or the stormtroopers. We don't we don't never really see like just the regular dudes. They just put in these shit yeah. to do these battles and stuff. So I'm like, I think I would like. Just like a, like literally a straight up war movie, with like the poor like empire in- infantry and the poor like rebels just like going at it and just like yeah. being terrible. I, th- I think it would be pretty funny or like amusing or and, or probably sad. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um. I really. God, I loved Woody Harrelson in it. So good. Because I mean fucking woody harrelson i loved val as a character mm-hmm. and i was like i was really sad when she i you know died too soon mm-hmm. i was just like you were so fucking cool god you were so fucking cool. <laughs> um i liked their little alien friend i don't remember what his name was but oh. I, I loved him yeah what's his name i don't know i don't remember but he was enjoyable and i was just like well damn <laughs> um lando oh my goodness oh my goodness Lando was oh my goodness mm-hmm. thank you Donald Glover for everything God. and thank okay Jennifer did you know that L3 is the droid daughter I raised myself <laughs> God <it. laughs> I did you know?
1: loved uh, loved her so much when she just accidentally causes a
0: riot and then she's just like yes take down the establishment <laughs> I just love how she was like, Lando's in love with me, you know? Oh my it would never work out. Or could it?
1: I <laughs> fucking loved her so much.
0: And then he really did love her. I was so... I was so emotional. Oh, it was man. so good. I was just like... Ah! And then how she became the ship's navigational system for the Falcon. I was just like, just murder me. yeah, Just kill me right now. Also... I love the journey I went on with Kira Mm -hmm. because I wasn't sure if I was going to like the bitch or not because I'm like, you're kissing Han Solo. That's Leia's man. (laughs) But but at the same time, like I knew like they were just kids. They're just surviving. Like they're a doomed relationship. It's supposed to be bittersweet. and like clearly not going to work out. And like the more the movie happened, the more I was like, this bitch got something going on. Mm-hmm. Like this, like she's got a villain. Like she's got a like a gangster boyfriend. She's all like, "I've done things that you wouldn't know." And like, and Hans are like, "You know, I'm a dangerous person." And Kira's just like, "Oh, sweetie, no, you're not." Yeah. And It's just so good. And I'm just like, "Kira, what's what's going on? What's going on?" And then she gets to the end, and she kills her boss. And then she's like. Yeah, I'll be right behind you, Han. And then she takes off with the criminal organization and calls up fucking Darth Maul. And I, like, came so hard. I'm like, this bitch is me. (laughs) This bitch is living the dream. And Jennifer, I I shit you not, it was even harder for me because a, a long, long time ago, Quinn was doing some RP stuff. And she's really good about... Making face claims for for people, mm-hmm. and my face claim was was Amelia Clark. So, <laughs> so I was literally sitting here going like, I ship Kira and Mall, but I also ship me and Mall. It's the same thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> so what, what do I do? Oh my god! Also, the twist on who. Um, Infest Nest was, that was awesome. She's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I, like, I hope we see, I mean, I don't know now if we will because they've kind of like pulled the stop on the spinoff movie, so I don't know if we will see more of her or not, but I hope that we do because she was hella awesome. And I got like some serious Mandalorian vibes Mm -hmm. from her. And just like the movie as a whole, I got kind of serious Mandalorian vibes, so I'm just like this is some good shit. Yeah. And all y'all slept on it, and I'm mad at (laughs) y'all. Like, five years from now, I can see it, Jen. Five years from now, everyone's going to be like, Solo was a good movie. Why didn't they make any more? And I'll be like, because if you didn't (laughs) didn't show up, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be that bitch in the threads. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm not even convinced that any of the stuff that they're pulling is even permanently pulled because no one actually knows the real reason the only thing that's going yeah. around is like one article by like the least like redeemable like online magazine that's like this is the reason they're probably pulling it and I'm like but y'all never know so you don't know,
0: you don't know. yeah I'm holding out hope cause I mean no offense but Ewan McGregor is rocking that Obi-Wan beard right now mm-hmm. so I'm like just looking at that motherfucker like say something just say something. Just drop something. <laughs> I saw Ocean's Eight. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. The whole cast was fantastic. I mean, obviously, yeah. Duh. But um, the th- the thing about it, I mean, I've never seen any of the ocean uh, like other Oceans movies, so I don't know how it compares. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what those movies are about. I know it's heist, but I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed Ocean's Eight. Um, there was a time when I kind of wished that like the the main character who's like Sandra Bullock's character like her motive was a little different but overall it was a really fun movie with a lot of kick-ass women and <sighs> the dresses they wear to the Met Gala yeah. especially Rihanna's and Sandra Bullock's mm-hmm. oh my god why can't I buy this shit at Kohl's? I'm so mad. Like, ugh. It, they were amazing. Yeah. And they look so good. But yeah. I encourage you to go see that one. It was really fun. And really, really good. I also watched recently, for the first time, finally, No Country for Old Men. Girl, thank you. I'm so glad you saw that. Finally did. And yeah, I, like... Between Javier Bardem and Josh Brolin, I was just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my, mm-hmm. my god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really good. It was really good. Yeah. Um, I love that movie. Yeah. Season six of Voltron came out, and without giving anything away, I was right. Okay, moving on. Uh huh. Uh huh. It was a really good season. <laughs> it's like a really fucking good season. Yeah. It was good for a lot of reasons. Um, Yeah. Really, really fucking good. I still need to catch up. Yeah, yeah, you do. (laughs) But it was good. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's all. That's all I got so far. And I was right. Anyway. (laughs)
1: I didn't grab my copy of the book so I'm going to do this from memory oh god this so, is going to be fun <laughs> our most recent book club pick was me talk pretty one day by David Sedaris and we read it and now we're going to talk about it go Melody
0: oh fuck okay, <laughs> <Talk>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, okay. Overall, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I cracked up a lot. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, David Sedaris is pretty much like a comedy writer and personal essayist and everything like that. Um, he writes very fun short stories about himself, usually in a self-deprecating fashion mm-hmm. or just in a very humorous fashion, um, just talking about his life. The fact that, you know, he grew up clearly a homosexual. How he had a lisp Mm -hmm. growing up and, um, has a very hilarious father, in my opinion. I like how this book, this book was halfway, like, the first half was Father's Day, and then, and then the last half was Paris. Yeah. So, (laughs) so, so, it was great, Mm -hmm. and, um... Yeah, so I I give it a five out of five stars easily um, because he's so honest about himself and how he has fucked up (laughs) (laughs) and um, all this stuff. Hang on, I'm going to (sighs) find... It had me die. I will say, okay, the the story that made me crack up the most was You Can't Kill the Rooster. Oh my god <laughs> <laughs> When he's talking about his brother. But yeah, he's just talking about how like, you know, all, all of his all of his siblings, he's like got like six siblings and all of them were born up north except for their brother mm-hmm. the rooster yeah. that's what he calls himself he was born in North Carolina so he came out pretty southern <laughs> and it's like the only person who talks to their dad who doesn't cuss at all he would be like fuck it motherfucker Yeah, <laughs> like, and all this stuff and it's just so funny I, I adored it um, oh I loved also for some reason when he decided okay so there's there's an essay called Twelve Moments in the Life of an Artist, Mm -hmm. where David decided that because his sister, Gretchen, had talent as an artist, he did too. So he tried to actually go to college to be an art major, and he had no talent. (laughs) So, he was just kind of doing his thing, and... was really honest about how he had absolutely no talent whatsoever and was just trying not really his best Mm -hmm. so when David realized he did not have a talent for art, he dropped out he moved back home with his parents and he says and I quote "Um, after a few months in my parents' basement I took an apartment near the State University where I discovered both crystal methamphetamine and conceptual art (laughs) Either one of these things is dangerous, but in combination they have the potential to destroy entire civilizations. The moment I took my first burning snootful, I understood that this was the drug for me. Speed eliminates all doubt. Am I smart enough? Will people like me? Do I really look all right in this plastic jumpsuit? These are questions for insecure potheads. (laughs) A speed enthusiast knows that everything he says or does is brilliant. The upswing is that having eliminated the need for both eating and sleeping, you have a full 24 hours a day to spread your charm and talent. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the kind of honesty you can expect from Mr. Sedaris Mm -hmm. (laughs) all the time. Yeah,
1: and like, going back to his relationship with his dad, his... Mm -hmm. It's so weird how layered and weird his dad was because you yes. like one of the first things you learn about his dad is that he's really really like obsessed with music almost in this like addictive kind of way and he tries to force his kids to basically like be the Brady Bunch or whatever where they just magically all have musical talent and they like storm the stage and then when all of them are like, no, we don't like this, he's just like curled up on the floor listening to records and talking about how no one understands how much talent this is. And then on the flip side, at the end of the book, one of the last um, essays is about like, I think it's Thanksgiving or Christmas, and how his dad is like eating like rotten food.
0: <laughs> and I'm like, what kind of person is Like, there's no way he's real. Yeah, every time I think I understood his dad, I didn't. Yeah, it just kept getting weirder. (laughs) Oh my god. And their
1: relationship to the dogs in the family, and how they Mm -hmm. ended up replacing all their children by, like, that one dog that they had.
0: Yeah. This this pretty much sums it up, guys. To me, the greatest mystery of science continues to be that a man could father six children who shared absolutely none of his interests. <laughs> God. <laughs> and it's just so, so true. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... Gosh, I... I love, too, how much... I mean... He was also very, like I said, like, honest and open about his homosexuality. But he was also the kind of person to be like, I hate the rainbow flag. I'm not the representative for the entire gay community. Don't act." Yeah.
1: <laughs> like,
0: and he was just kind of like, this is just how it is. I want to live my life in peace and judgment. Of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny. I, um, I'm just basically going to, oh, and then he was cracking me up about how he moved to France, and had absolutely no interest in doing the typical French things. He just wanted to go to sit in movies and sit in the yeah. dark, and not go to any of this other bullshit that the tourists do whatsoever. And I identified with him so hard yep. when he's talking about being in a uh, a movie theater. And apparently, the French don't talk during mm-hmm. movies. It's rude, and they just don't do it. And if anyone knows me, they know that I, as an American, also does not talk during a film. And I judge harshly other Americans Mm -hmm. who do. Even if I've seen the film before, you don't talk during it. (laughs) And I love when he went on about this um, fucking old couple that sat near him and kept asking like you know a stranger would knock on the door and they'd ask who's he I wanted to assure them that all their questions would be answered in due time but I don't believe in talking during movies so I moved again hoping I might be lucky enough to find a seat between two people who had either fallen asleep or (laughs) gone that's me (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. me and yes I respect Mr. Sedaris a lot <laughs> as a person.
1: Yeah, it was, it did not disappoint. Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. It did not disappoint. It was everything I wanted it to be. And I mm-hmm. I don't know that I can praise it enough and or I, be specific enough without just being like, you know, have to just experience like it.
0: You do. And I mean, because like, I mean, he doesn't even just talk about his dad. He talks about, you know, his sisters mm-hmm. um, and how, you know, they were all on different life paths yeah too. <laughs> and it's just great Jennifer i did want to share this with you for purely selfish okay. reasons this is when this was during his one called i pledge allegiance to the bag um and it's the whole the whole one about you know how up in arms i guess Americans can get about defending the country and how French people are just kind of like, "Who cares?" Yeah, <laughs> and how he, how much he doesn't really care, but um, but he was like thinking about like American optimism and values and stuff, and I just I just need to read this to you because, and I will explain why after the fact. Are you ready mm-hmm. for this? So he's talking just about American optimism here. Then came a human interest story about a New York City program designed to expose the homeless to great works of art. The segment opened with a genteel... ...docent, I guess, standing before a Rembrandt painting and addressing a group of unshaven men dressed in ragged clothing. The woman lectured on the play of light and shadow. She addressed the emotions provoked by the artist's somber choice of colors, and her eyes glittered as she spoke. Interviewed later, one of the men conceded that the painting was nice saying, Sure, I liked it okay. Then the camera cut back to the docent who explained that art appreciation was a form of therapy that would hopefully help get these men back on their feet. Here was an example of insane optimism coupled with the naive popular belief that a few hours of therapy can cure everything from chronic obesity to a lifetime of poverty. It's always nice to get out of the cold, but I think this woman was fooling herself in in believing that these men would prefer a Rembrandt to a couple of Rubens. (sighs) I need to know if this woman was Sarah J. Moss, because... (laughs) It always comes back to her. It always comes back to her. So, y'all, I finished a horrible book recently. Called Fisting
1: and Sadness?
0: Yeah, Fisting and Sadness, and literally at the end of this fucking thing Pharaoh was like I'm going to rent a studio and I'm going to have all the fade children come fade these fade children by the way that we've never seen mm-hmm. before now we've never seen and they're supposedly rare but yeah whatever And all these children who are traumatized by the war, they weren't really present during the war. I mean, the city got attacked once, but they were fine. But they're traumatized because their parents went off and some of them died in the war. And these kids, I guess, are losing it. They're just losing Mm -hmm. their minds Mm -hmm. for some reason. So she opens up a goddamn, like, studio with some other bitch. And is like, I'm going to have the children paint their feelings because that's what helps me in my trauma. And I'm like, Thera, what trauma, though? What are you Not to mention,
1: about? I'm Since literally when? reading, what is it, Mist and Fury or whatever right now. And yeah. she was offered the opportunity to paint through her actual recent trauma. And she didn't even take it. So, like, mm-hmm. she never did that.
0: No. Well, she's doing it now. Like, Like, three books later... Now she's doing it, but she's she's referring to the trauma she got during the war, and I'm literally like, where? You didn't lose anything. But, okay. Yeah. I just had to set that aside and let you know that that happened right after I finished the shit stain of a book. I read that essay, and I about lost it. Oh, no.
1: So moral of the story is, everybody only read Me, Talk Pretty One Day by David Sedaris, and don't pick up...
0: Yeah, just read... Just read me and talk pretty one day because you will laugh, and you will be delighted. You will be confused at times, and yeah. it's okay. God. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited to read his other stuff. Um, I think he's about to come out with a new book. But yeah, I had I had a lot of favorites out of here. Um, which is funny because my my favorite still to this day, I think my favorite story by him I've ever. Red is the first one I was ever exposed to, which is um, the one I think it's in Barrel Fever. No, it's it's either in Barrel Fever or it's in Dress Your Family and Corduroy and Denim. Mm-hmm. I don't remember which one, but it's called Six to Eight Black Men, and in that one he was comparing um, like different c- cultures' Christmas yeah. traditions, and okay. so he was comparing he was comparing the American version to this other version in Europe that he discovered, that <laughs> in, instead of Saint, well, instead of Santa Claus, involves Saint Nicholas and his six to mm-hmm. eight black men, and it's hilarious yeah. in the best way. There's actually a lot of European Christmas
1: traditions that are so racist.
0: <laughs> They're so yes. racist. Oh, I also liked a shiner like a diamond. I meant to talk about that one, because that was about one of his sisters was really pretty and was, like, doing a modeling Mm -hmm. thing, and for some reason, for some reason, their father was obsessed with her beauty, like, she had to be beautiful, and meanwhile, like, she didn't really care. Like, she was just kind of, like, she just kind of did what she wanted to do, and there was at one point when she decided to wear a fat suit and come visit for Christmas and their dad about lost it because he thought it was real and then it turned out not to be real and he he was pretending like you know he didn't overreact about you know a woman's weight and how it wasn't his business and all this stuff and meanwhile yeah. you know she's preparing for this like modeling thing to do and um, she shows up at the end of it and is like give me a black eye, like, put the makeup on and make it look like I have black eyes. Like, she just did not care. And it was just beautiful. Yeah. I just love her. I think she'd be fun.
1: Yeah, I feel like anybody that can survive all of that is probably worth knowing, <laughs>
0: doing The Bells by Danielle Clayton mm-hmm. at least I hope to god that's how you say her name let me look it up actually I want to be able to know if I'm saying it correctly Danielle Clayton is correct yay excellence right. okay guys so if you're interested grab you The Bells by Danielle Clayton mm-hmm. and we'll have that done by July 27th yay
1: Alright everyone, we're about to play our game of Wed, Bed, and Behead uh, And it's usually The A show episode- where
0: everything's made up and the points don't matter Yeah, and way. it's especially true right
1: now um, Alright Melody <laughs> So okay. for Ready? your turn of Wed, Bed, Behead Darth Maul with no legs <laughs> Okay <laughs> Darth Maul with legs
0: Okay <laughs> Sora This is going to show how shallow I am. um... (laughs) Damn it. No, this isn't fair. Mm. This is weird, because Sora is both my son and my husband. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep.
0: God, it's weird. (laughs) It's really not. It's just... Sometimes I remember I was still his same age, and I had a crush on him when I was his age, but it's been a million years since Kingdom Hearts 2 came out, and I have gotten older, and he has stayed the same. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm going to bed. (laughs) Mall with legs. Okay. Because, yes. Okay. I'm going to wed. Sora, and we will have a sexless marriage because he's not old enough, and he deserves to be happy, Mm -hmm. and I want to protect him, and he's going to be fine. You hear me, Nomura? He's going to be fine. Okay, okay. And then behead mall with no well yeah mall with no legs cuz i'm thinking about the time when they put that spider body on him and that was not cool and it made him go crazy and i was like that was some bullshit you did to him why are you always pulling bullshit with my husband why are you always treating him this way
1: oh my god
0: so all right um, yeah cuz i can't kill sora i can't do it i just can't
1: so much trouble all right then
0: yeah
1: well now we know
0: now we know. That was weird. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really weird round. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's your turn, Jen. All right. When men behead mm-hmm. Lando Calrissian. Okay. Okay. Greed from Full Metal Alchemist.
1: Oh wow. Okay. So somebody's been looking at my Tumblr. Yes,
0: I have. And oh, this is funny. Are you ready for this? No. Riku. <laughs> We
1: share my brain! Um, okay. Hmm. Bed Lando. Wed Riku. Behead Greed.
0: Wow. Yeah. All right. It's mostly
1: mostly a marriage for Riku, too, because it's like I do want to protect him. Like, he's been through it, you know?
0: He has. He's come a long way. I'm so proud of him. I know.
1: Mm -hmm. All right.
0: <laughs> that was our that comeback was episode. One of the weirdest rounds we've ever had.
1: <laughs> oh, that's what happens when we don't record for a few weeks.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and we don't record for a few weeks, and we sure as hell did not prepare.
1: No. <laughs> so. Well, I hope you all have had a great time listening to us. Pick up the bells so you can read with us. We'll update the Goodreads Book Club. Group.
0: And we hope you're like excited for life things mm-hmm. and that you're going to be amazing.
1: Yeah. And
0: it's going to be if, awesome.
1: Yeah. And if you have mm-hmm. any questions or concerns or comments or complaints or confessions or whatever, then you can hit us up at Pod on Twitter and Tumblr and Gmail
0: i'm gonna stop recording now (laughs) you know what that's fair i'll stop mine too